Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to our 25th Power Hour. We've once again taken a little bit of a break. Uh, as we've said before, parenthood can zap a lot of your time. So we both had our hands God full. damn real life. Yeah, this stuff is uh, it's getting in the way of a lot of stuff. But we wouldn't trade it in for anything. So we're just happy to be back, and hopefully, we say it all the time, but we'll get a little bit more regular with this, so. How you doing, Jim? I am doing good. I'm actually able to sit and enjoy some beer, so. Not a lot of often that I get to do that. Actually, last Sunday was my first hangover as a parent, so that was just delightful. Makes you not want to have There's any no more hangovers. Button. <laughs> yeah, there's no snooze button on a baby. There's no sleeping it off. Ah, uh, Jim, it's There's, called Oh, NyQuil. fuck, this thing needs to eat. <laughs> ah, NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go, this is safe, glug glug. Yeah, and, and so you can tell between, you know, us being affected by a channel. Today, I'm finally at the tail end of a cold that my son gave me. And what I realize now that when you are... You get sick from a kid is completely different than getting sick any other time in your life. You're like, ah, I can deal with the flu. It's not going to be that bad. No, it, it, it floors your ass. So I'm actually not drinking tonight because I'm finally feeling semi-human. And I'm still on some medicine. So I don't want to mix that shit. And like Jim said, I don't... Ah, uh, come on, you pussy. I don't need to be drunk, hungover, and then trying to deal with the kid. So next power hour, I'll, yeah, especially I'll since, drink plenty. Especially since yours is a, yours is a moose, so... Yep, he's stronger than Jim already. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. My little girl's already stronger than me, so shit. Also, Travis is already in the chat. What's up, bud? Thanks for tuning in, you little doll baby, you. And I am actually drinking as well, so I'm going to be drinking what do you mean some Trogues well? Troganator. I just said I wasn't drinking. I just assume you're going to start sneaking them in like the alcoholic you are. <laughs> Go on. We'll power my dirty ass. So, it is a double Bach beer. Monks had fasting figured out. No food? No problem. Just drink a double Bach. Thick and chewy with intense notes of caramel, chocolate, and dried stone fruit. Nader, as we call him, serves as a tribute to this liquid bread style. Comes in at a beefy 8.2% alcohol by volume and a respectable 25 IBUs. Just enough to have some mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Nice. Okay. Comes with comes with Magnum, German Northern, and Brewer hops. I'm not numb. Yeah, it's a, it's one of Jim's better beers he's had on this podcast, so I'll give him credit. I for decide that. to treat myself. <laughs> Every All once right. in a while, even I have to move on from Keystone. So Jim and I were talking right before this podcast, and we may we haven't fully decided if we're going to release this full video on YouTube. We're going to go back to probably releasing specific segments because. You know, we get it. Like, it's kind of tough to sit through an hour-long YouTube video. Jim and I are never willing to do it, so we don't expect you guys to do that. So, if you're listening to this on iTunes or from the page, we appreciate it. Obviously, this is a little more digestible in just audio form. But, um, yeah, so we're going to break it up on segments in YouTube. If we start getting comments and a lot of people want to see the video, I'll always have it on hand. And we can release it. But I think just for ease of our viewers... We're going to just keep it to segments for the foreseeable future. With that being said, some of these podcasts might go a little bit longer than one hour, so we can break up enough segments to kind of stretch it out. And if we start only going about bi-weekly, 
uh, we want to make sure we're not shortening ourselves and, and getting out as many topics as possible. So, with all that being said, first topic, uh, Jim, you actually wrote it in there, so I'll let you open up with it. Brian, did you hear what's going on with YouTube? I don't know if you heard about this. I don't know if you've seen it anywhere. It's kind of been kind of been under the radar, I'd say. Um, Jim, would you be referring to a certain Logan Paul? No, I know. We're not going to talk about that. You're talking about the monetization bullshit. Fuck. <laughs> but, Brian, it's all Logan Paul's fault. Everything that's going on is exactly his fault and his alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's the reason all the ISIS channels are getting taken down. It's all his fault. So he's a hero? So Would someone call him a hero at that point? Maybe we should all be thanking him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah... Obviously, since we can't make our 20 bucks a month out of this anymore, we're going to shut down the page after this podcast. This is the tail end of the site, and we will never do this again. <laughs> you can all go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, so that was a really, uh, I don't know. I read into that thing. I think it obviously sucks for smaller YouTubers in general. It's hard enough to make it. I've been seeing some back and forth. Jim and I have been very open. We do this page trick. It's not at all by any means uh, our main source of income or even a supplementary it's <laughs> we do this strictly for fun and we get like some people might start looking at this as the source of their income especially if you're doing this like right out of high school or in college or even in high school but i mean i don't know the way jim and i have always looked at it it's since it's not your primary source of income if you can make some good money off it awesome but I, I guess it does make sense to kind of vet instead of having a million people make a hundred bucks a year, you just kind of save the revenue. Maybe it increases revenue for people who do have a little bit higher viewership. Um, it just sucks, and it, I think in general, it, it will hurt the smaller channels. But at the same time, maybe it vets out the people. Like I, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't do YouTube if you're only doing it for the money. Like. I think that's a terrible driver to start a channel. You know, me and Jim, we did it just to dick around and have an excuse to play video games, review it the way we enjoyed, and honestly get drunk together and look like idiots. Um, so, yep. yeah, it's it's a weird thing, but I think it was inevitable. More and more, I, th I wouldn't be shocked if you actually see content being vetted, like, at a much higher level, like they are doing now with the highest channels, and almost like a... Think of it like a ratings board for movies. Um, I wouldn't be fully shocked because as YouTube gets more and more about like original content and this and that and family friendly, it's gonna go down that path eventually. So, what do you think? I Jim? just I'm so I'm so sick of the phony outrage. Like I know some people out there are really affected by it, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but. If you're not hitting these milestones, and we're not even hitting the 4,000 hours thing, we probably will get demonetized for a while until the viewership or whatever picks up. And who gives a shit? You're not making a living off it anyway at those numbers. So why are you that... Uh, I mean, yeah, like, your couple bucks a month here and there is nice to have, but it's, it's not a killer. Now, some people are saying that maybe it'll affect your search engine results and stuff like that, which, yeah, that's, that's annoying. That's definitely going to cause problems for channels, but... Uh, it's just YouTube trying to... YouTube's never turned a profit. Besides content creators, the only people who've ever made a dime off YouTube are the guys who sold it to Google. So they got to do something. It's not sustainable. So, I mean, the company's got to do something, and this is their idea. So, I don't know. 
I think yeah. I'm just sick of the bitching already, and it's only been two days. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, definitely no agree with you about, like, people are, like, I think going, and especially, I always kind of find it funny, I mean, if you want to call it the white knights of this, but, like, the YouTubers that are big enough that aren't affected by this, it's like, calm down. Don't don't start acting like, yeah, I'm fighting right alongside you. This really is a small YouTuber thing. Yeah, you're not. Thing. That's the people that, that's the only people that are affected. But to Jim's point, if you ain't getting those type of views, you're probably not generating enough where it makes that big of a difference. As far as affecting your search engine stuff, it's hard to say this, but if you're not making good enough content to be searched, then it's like, you know, you shouldn't rely on YouTube to just get your name out there for you. Jim and I, I mean, still, we've done this for four years now. Like, we're by no means the best. We're by no means the this or that. And we get still get a tiny percent of actual YouTube, you know, if you want to call it advertisement, that'll show up on people's random videos. Otherwise, it's been word of mouth. It's a very slow crawl. And, you know, some people really like us. Some probably like, ah, it's just another video game, you know, review channel. Um, it, 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 it should be interesting to see what the fallout is. But I can just tell you, for anyone out there that's hoping this is going to revert back, it's not. It will only revert the oh. other way. It's only going to get more and more stringent. But you know what? If this gets rid of all those, like, people who make a dozen sock puppet accounts to re-upload other people's stuff and put in 15 advertisements in the middle of it, good. Get them out of here. Like, I get that crap off here. And you know what? Yeah, it's going to sound like a dick thing, but if people aren't sticking around because they're not going to make their little pittance, it's only going to help a channel like me not having other channels around taking up space so yeah you know it's not going to stop us from doing what we're doing we're going to be here anyway whether we make money or not like we said so yeah. if it gets rid of a bunch of garbage then you know what sometimes you got to take out the trash right yeah yeah so obviously comments below let us know what you think jim like he said i'm sure our our opinion might be a little bit less unpopular uh, as youtubers if you're watching us chances are you are a youtube channel creator and hey, if you love it and you're doing it for the right reason, then this will not stop you. This will just kind of drive you to try to do better so you can hit those milestones. So maybe one day you could make a little supplementary income off of this. Good luck to you guys if you're trying to do that. Yep, exactly. All right, so the next one. As uh, a... Go ahead, Jim. Now I was going to say, you put this one down, so it's our first beer topic. Yeah, so a beer that is pretty near and dear to our site, to our heart, because we are from PA and it is the oldest brewery in America, uh, Yingling is finally bringing its beer to a new state, specifically Michigan. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, there will be a link below, and if you're listening to, I, to on iTunes or the website, obviously it's in our main website, so you can check it out. But um, that's a beer that actually shocked me. It is still considered a microbrewery. But uh, I didn't realize it. I thought it was at least a little bit more widespread, at least to the Mideast. I didn't realize it was still so East Coast-ish. So the fact that Michigan's getting it, that's pretty damn cool. And I, you know, it's a pretty goddamn simple beer that even if they mass produce, I know a lot of people worry like, oh, it's going to microbrew is going to lose its flavor or whatever. That's not exactly, that beer's not known for the biggest flavor anyway but it's a solid just drinking beer so i wouldn't mind seeing it get wider spread and maybe eventually being a contender with you know the big three yeah i mean when at least in our area 
when you say you can go to a bar and say give me a lager they're going to give you a yingling like yingling equals lager around these parts so yeah. it's about as standard a lager as you can get but you can't go wrong with it so good for them they deserve to have more of a widespread distribution than they have now yeah for sure yeah um and yeah i didn't i did no prep work like usual so i'm just <laughs> gonna fly by the seat of my dick on this one <laughs> I expect that you didn't open up any of the articles I tagged in this, so most of them, luckily, you. We can. have articles. Yes. <laughs> so the next oh, one, shit. speaking about beer, <sighs> this is something Jim and I am just gonna say right off the bat. Are a little tired of hearing, but um, very popular around this time. Commercials are getting a lot more play, getting ready for the Super Bowl. And uh, oh god, if you're thinking beer and you're thinking commercials, and you probably already know the goddamn Dilly Dilly commercial, it you've probably heard like someone's dad or uncle reference it and think it's funny shit in the world, cause, as I have, uh, or like you know, just older people that still get a kick out of it. I don't know. To me, it, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, it, it's a thing, but then now they keep expanding these commercials. It'll go away eventually, but right now that's the phrase we're going to have to deal with. Some might say it's one of the first phrases, of, even though it started technically last year. It's the, one of the first phrases of 2018, if you want to say that. I'm already annoyed with. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's the thing with Dilly Dilly. I think we're... I want to be a little pragmatic here and just be like, maybe we're in that age group that's a little too cynical for it. Because, like, okay... My old man, my dad, loves the Dilly Dilly commercials. Man, he's in his mid-70s. So, old people love the shit out of it. And I'm going to try and almost assume that young kids like it, too, because of how goofy it is. To me, I'm just going to consider this generation's version of, like, the Budweiser Frogs. Or what was the other big ones they had? The Doobie Doobie Doo? That one? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe 30-year-olds back in the mid-90s hated that, too, and thought it was stupid, but... I don't know. Right now, man, like it's every commercial break, and the Eagles are still in the playoffs, so we still have football to watch. So we're gonna see it about another four hundred times this Sunday. And as I said to you, you know, we've talked. I, I, my dad hates every commercial. He (laughs) hates every commercial, every single one. He has some comment to say about them, and Dilly Dilly passes the test. That's that's the bar that's set. That's the one that that's the perfect one that just gets over that hump. Nothing I mean, to say about those. So. I mean, some people would say like father, like son, with bad taste and things like you and Turbo Graphics. <laughs> but <laughs> God damn you! I had to throw it in there, Jim. Uh, but of now, course. Um, also, Snarkast had a good point with what's up. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure so, that didn't get annoying. All, all, you know, every every generation, every couple of years, you're gonna have it. Um, but the first thing I want to say is that. It's also going to be interesting because you know they're going to make a super special Dilly Dilly for the Super Bowl. Like You know that's going to be one of the standard ones, and it's not going to be stopping run, so there's that. But in general, that's one thing I never, and obviously by the nature of alcohol, I, I'm actually shocked more beer companies don't, you know, because you got like Dos Equis, most interesting man in the world, which by the way, the new Dos Equis guy sucks compared to the old one, I just have to say that. But, oh, um, yeah. But, like, you know, Corona has, you know, the beach, and, you know, I, I'm just shocked there's not, like, there's enough big beer companies out there. I get no microbrew is going to be doing that shit, because, you know, they're so localized, but there's enough big breweries. Yeah. I'm, I'm really shocked there's not more commercials for beer out there. 
don't know. I think that's just kind of weird. But I guess they don't really need commercials because enough people drink. Oh, God. I just remember, like, two seasons ago, I want to say, Pitbull had a beer commercial, and it played oh, every single commercial yeah. break. During, like, I think Flyers games, and I think it was, like, a year long. So Wasn't that, like, Philly, that was Flyers, Bud Sixers, Light, Eagles. right? Was it Bud? I think it was Bud Light, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... Man, Bud really, really goes all out with their beer commercials. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I can't really think of any huge... And, of course, as soon as I say this, I'm going to remember. But I can't think of any huge, like, Miller commercials. Or even Coors are always, like, you know, the standard, like, uh, I'm cowboy, here's my mountain. Like, you know, there's a truck. But, like, <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. I, I, I never see, like, a funny Coors or a funny Miller. Like, Bud has the kind of market on that. Even Keystone... Uh, we give I give shit to beer, but those Keith Keith, was it Keith uh, Keystone? Yeah, those Keith commercials Stone. are hilarious. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm yeah, they're good. There's not more of those. Maybe oh, if Jesus Yingling Christ. expands, they can do a Yingling one. That would be kind of cool. Well, Miller had the Miller has the it's Miller time ones with like all the celebrities and shit like that. A couple months. Yeah. Where's that Bud Light again? Uh, I can't remember now. They, yeah. all, they all blend together. They Too sure many do. blue bottles. So, yeah. All right, Bri. 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 Yes, Bri. Yes, Bri. Yes, yes. Real quick, to bring it back to our normal bits, let's oh, do a God. good old fashioned which is better. Which is better, Bri? Dilly Dilly or Pitbull? Uh, I guess Dilly Dilly, because at least it's an attempt at giving you something new. Pitbull is just, oh, drink. drink. Orderly. Like, you know, it's just fucking stupid. <laughs> Hey, All right, I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's just him walking through a club, and he's probably never even had a sip of that beer. It, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, true. All right. So, yeah, let us know below. Are you one of the people that love the Dilly Dilly, and you think we're just being too harsh on it? And if you're watching this and the Super Bowl's already passed, I uh, wonder if the commercial has already come through. Uh, I bet it's going to be like 13 minutes long. Oh, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. All right. Uh, so the next one. This one, um, you know what? Uh, so the next one, obviously, we're going to be talking about in a bigger grouping. So skip that one. Uh, this this I saw is pretty interesting. Uh, Hyperkin, which is you know the company that makes the Retron 5 and all the other Retrons. And I think they make a few other things. I wasn't aware of this, but they're set to release um, the old game, like the a new version of the old Game Boy. And in the article, you can see all the information. It's being released this year. Um, what do you think about that, Jim? So basically, not the old brick, but I think it's like the Game Boy Color Advance version. They're just like kind of re-releasing it out there. And I don't, I, I don't. I didn't read that deep into the specs as far as obviously it's going to be completely compatible with all the Game Boys for that specific one, but maybe it'll also be compatible with every Game Boy system. I'm not sure, but what do you think about that in general? Um, yeah, I'm looking through it now, and the article doesn't really give you a lot of info about it. It just says it's going to have an aluminum case, have a backlit screen, and be under $100 in quotations, so... I don't know, man. Depending on the price point, I'm curious to see if it's just going to be another emulation kind of console that they normally do, where it just loads the ROM off the Game Boy carts, but 
I mean, that would be cool, uh, depending on the price, though. I mean, I still have a working GBA SP, so I don't really have a need for this right now. But here's my thing. I mean, I was able to find one of those, you know, however long ago, one of our thrift stores for a really cheap. Like, I feel like if I could have found them there, are they just in rare, like, can you not find them? Or are they, I thought they were pretty damn abundant still. They were, like, a couple years ago, but it's been a while, actually, since I've seen a Game Boy at a thrift shop, so... They're getting a little harder to find, I guess. Maybe people are starting to hop on that nostalgia train now, but... Hmm. I, I mean, if it has, like, a really good quality screen and a... Saying that probably, like, a six-hour battery life and you charge it by USB-C... So, I mean, that's not bad. Uh, it sounds solid, at least on the surface level right now. Yeah. What I it think better would play be, the whole library. Yeah, well, what I was going to say, what would make it interesting, I don't know if they're just making it in the shape and whatever, but take the idea of the retro, the Retron 5 for portable um, and let it play every other system's portable game. So, like, you know, do the Game Gear, do the, what is it, the Lynx, do the Game Boys. Yeah. Because... You know, that I could see a market for, because, like, you know, if you were a collector of those things, chances are, you know, you could still be deciding you want to lug around your old game gear, but you're probably not. So if something new and sleek came out that had a pretty decent battery that you just use your old cartridges, I think that would be kind of cool. Like, But if it's just strictly Game Boy, I don't really see the full purpose. Like, I'm sure enough people have Game Boys, and I don't know if it's got enough of a market to just supply, you know the handheld game market because if you're going to have a handheld you're either using your phone or the latest nintendo so uh you know ds or whatever yeah but hyperkin stuff's never been like marketed really for the mass market it's always for the old collectors who already have the games to play so i can see you know what like the game boy screens they're they're degrading capacitors are going over time the original game boy screen like compared to consoles now looks awful by comparison so there's a lot of motion blur with all of them, so they're not perfect screens. Like, the DS lights, they play Game Boy Advance games, but that's it, you know, pretty clearly. So, there's definitely a market for it, and honestly, if it had an HDMI out in it, which I hope it would have some kind of, you know, external output with video, it could be yeah. something that would be good for sites like us, just for easier recording. Yeah, I don't know, That, that that's also kind of a weird thing to me is... If you're, if you are in the handheld, I don't know, like, I guess maybe there, there has to be enough of a market, but, you know, Retron is good at making a kind of non-discreet, just system that can play a lot of other shit through emulation, so I get how they get away with that, but if this is just straight up a straight remodel of the old Game Boy, like, I wonder how they have the right to do that, because we know how Nintendo is with their shit. So it's like it's not like it's just a miscellaneous square thing that you hold in your hands and it happens to play. It looks exactly like the Game Boy. Well, actually, Snarkast just brought up a good point in the chat saying, "Cause Retro Brit tried to do the same thing last year and then it's been on a definite hold." So apparently, Nintendo's legal rights to, I guess, the Game Boy kind of style and technology. It was like a twenty-year kind of thing, and that's why and now it's it up. just like ran out. Yeah, so that's why you see all the NES clone consoles out there, like the plethora of all of them, because yeah. people are allowed to do it now. So, hmm. I think legally, like you can probably get away with it as long as it doesn't look, you know, like hey, we just rebuilt an NES or a Game Boy. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. Kind of veering off, but staying within the same realm. 
when, if you wanted to give an over-under, when are we going to start seeing good versions of emulation systems for, like, the N64, PS1, you know, that era? Um, I, what was that one called? The CD, S-E-E-D-E-E, or something like that? That someone's working on right now that's going to do all the CD-based consoles. So That would be friggin' awesome. I know... <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in the works from what I hear from a couple months back. So it's going to play, like, Turbo CD, Sega CD, PlayStation 1 through whatever, stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, I mean, all these consoles are, even more so than cartridge-based ones, these disc-based consoles are so prone to breaking down. Yeah. Lasers die, disc drives die, all that shit. They're so finicky, so. Dreamcasts, holy shit, are they faulty, so. Anything like this that can come out, I'm all in favor for. And I'd probably definitely get at least one of them. Yeah, I would. I was going to say, I would definitely get it, but my thing was, uh, also, the biggest problem with CDs is the CDs themselves, if you can make them last. Yeah. Even if you're you, who's a super anal collector, you're bound to get some scratches on a CD, and all the toothpaste and yeah. random tricks in the world aren't going to fix it. I've already had some games that it didn't work for. Like when we reviewed Um Jammy Lammy, we couldn't get past a certain level. That goddamn game. Don't bring don't bring those horrible memories back to me, Jim. Look, Brian, it was very apropos for the topic. But yeah, no. So I mean I don't know. I just every time I see one of those things from Hypercan, I'm like I'm like, ah, it's kinda cool. But this one, like I said, was a little more aggressive with being styled exactly like that. Now, knowing that you're such a weird late in life Sega fanboy if they did something that allowed the Sega Game Gear or something like that do you think you would it would maybe get you into collecting for that and starting to go that way oh um like I have some Game Gear games I think I have like 15 or so and I would love an easy way to play Game Gear games I know the Retron 5 is an adapter now they can let you do that but I don't have a Retron 5 so that's out there but it's kind of it's so weird that Sega never made like a Super Game Boy, but for Game Gear for the Genesis, kills yeah. me they never did that. They they can make all the other add-ons in the world, but they couldn't think to do that. Of course not, Jim. Come on. So yeah, I mean something like I think the um I think the Retro Freak might have an adapter for Game Gear at this point. I'm not 100 percent sure. If Zots is still in the chat, maybe he can let me know. Yeah. But uh oh, he just actually said I'd like a Retro Freak portable. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I know there's plenty of ways, like, if you do ROMs and pure emulation, you can mod phones to play that shit. I'm just thinking, like, in terms of the retro, where you actually just use the cartridge. Um, but all in one, that could play everything would be ideal. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be it would be a goofy design, because you have to have all the different slots. <laughs> yeah, that really would, cool. be, it would be very nuts. And Zots just said that the Retro Freak does play Game Gear, so there's another reason I want one. So. Nice. Yeah, but she won't care. She'll waste your money on like weird Japanese N64 games. <laughs> well, I only did that like a couple of times. That's a couple times too many, Jim. You could still have a retro. <laughs> right, possibly. By now. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'll probably get a retro freak, but yeah, I think that'll be my next one to delve into. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I think we're done with that one. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, something that's actually fairly current, relevant, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, a very we do that? Obvious. Sometimes. Sometimes we get... We're not ahead of it. We're probably a couple weeks behind, but uh, 
very obvious new emerging game genre. And it's no surprise if you watch this channel, I just released a video about it recently. The Battle Royale style, specifically talking about like PUBG and like Fortnite, games like that. Um, PUBG's been around long enough that it's funny that so many people feel like it's a brand new game. It just so happened to be on preview, whatever, it's the Xbox One preview, so a lot of people are being mm -hmm. exposed to it. It's obviously been in development on the PC forever, and it was off of an old, I think it was an Arma 2 game that became a zombie game, I think it's H1Z1, or I think that's the name of it, and then that morphed into this, because they realized when they did the mod, the idea was do like a zombie simulation, but you could like technically you could kill other players if you wanted to, and it ended up being people just killing each other, stealing each other's shit, so they're like, well... People don't seem to care about the zombies, they just want to kill each other, so let's just make a game based on that, and that's how we got PUBG. So, with this style, if you're not familiar, quickest synopsis I can give you is, you get dropped onto a non-discreet island or map with a, a 99 other people, you search for items because you start off with absolutely nothing, and your goal is to survive down to the last player. PUBG is super realistic in that sense, whereas Fortnite is a more polished, finished game, I'd call it, and it, but it's more cartoony, more goofy, and you build shit. Um, I feel like now PUBG and Fortnite channels dominate YouTube, and, you know, back in the Call of Duty boom, when you would see a million channels just sprout up, like Call of Duty gameplay, top 10 Call of Duty plays, now you're seeing that with PUBG and Fortnite all over the place. Um, and I wonder how many more things this is going to spawn and what this is going to turn into as far as a game genre. Because I feel like FPSs are so kind of worn down now because of Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo, all that shit. That I think this might become the dominant style. And I, wouldn't even, I would even argue that I wouldn't be shocked if like Call of Duty or Battlefield start trying to like take that and run with it with their style of game but do a battle royale or something like that so what are your thoughts jim um well going to what you just said i think it'll be cool to see what a studio with actual money could do with a genre like this because i mean we've been playing a lot of uh player unknowns battleground PUBG, whatever you call it and yeah you know what it's really fun it's very rough around the edges though and I know it's still, you know, in preview stage, but you're selling it for a full price, so it's a game. It's not but full price yet. I, well, yeah, it's what, 30 bucks? I think so. 30 or 20. I, yeah, 30 sounds right. Yeah, but it's a cool concept, and, you know, imitation comes from anything that's successful. And it's kind of crazy with PUBG because, like, you had the thing where Call of Duty dominated YouTube, and then, like, League of Legends dominated Twitch. But this is just dominating all of it. Like, everyone's just playing the shit out of this game. And I know Fortnite will probably, you know, if it's good enough, it'll catch fire as well. And it's it's definitely a fun take on, like, just a different kind of genre. Like, it's surprisingly strategic. It's very intense. You're always on your your tippy toes, basically, when you're playing. So it's, it's not the easiest, like, just jump in and dominate kind of series either. Like, you have to put time into it to actually get the grasp of it. So I definitely think there's going to be a ton of copycat games within the next year or two to just try to take the piss out of what they're doing. For sure. I mean, that I was talking with our buddy Chris, who the three of us play PUBG a lot together. And, you know, I took to it like, a, you know, 
uh, maggot to shit. Like, I started playing it. You took to it right away. Yeah, I was like, you know what, like, I, I wasn't sure about it if I'd like it. But what I found that I enjoy the most, Jim kind of already touched, the intensity and the, you know, the tension of the game. You land next to someone, who's going to get a gun first, who's going to do this. Um, like Jim said, not the most polished game. I'm not going to say the gameplay itself is amazing, but the concept and how it plays out, because you always feel like you have a chance, because there is so much luck. And I'm sorry, anyone, I don't care how, what channels post what shit, you could be the best shooter in that game, and someone could just be laying down in a perfect position that you'll never see, no matter how much you scan, and you get headshotted, and you're out of the game. So there is such a big element of luck. There's an element of, did you find the right shit? Were you able to get here? Did you find a vehicle? And I love that because it keeps everyone honest. It'll humble everyone, no matter... You know, I'm at a point now where I played enough where I get really mad if I don't at least make it to the top 10. Whereas before, if I could get made in the top 30, it was like, oh, thank God. Now I get, I'm at a point where I feel like, oh, I should be good enough where I can make it to the top 10. But still, some games I start, I can't find a weapon to save my life, and I die. So, I like that style because it's, it's a really good, easy pick-up-and-play for me. You're not invested in the game in the long run. You're invested into the individual game you get put into. So you can walk away from it right away. Whereas, you know, like Call of Duty, you're you're gaining experience. You're trying to unlock that next weapon. Like, everything's there for you. So you don't have to really think about the game when you walk away from it like you do other games. So I think that's why this genre is really kicking off. Because there's not enough games out there right now that are easy pick up and play. They're, they're all like, oh, get to this cinematic point. Get to... You know, experience, level your people up, da 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 da. So, I think you're going to see this genre continue to dominate. Like you said, I would love to see AAA titles and get goofy with it. You know, right now, guns are going to be the big thing, but honestly, do it with like, I don't know, like you know, knights and samurais and shit. Like being somehow dropped off, you know, just keep expanding it, play around with it. Maybe do it with one with a whole bunch of monsters. I like, I don't care. Just keep this style going because i do enjoy it and i want to see some really fun and innovative games and you know of course in 10 years there'll be a mario version of this or a zelda version of this and it'll be the hottest game of the time <laughs> yeah you know it probably but yeah i mean one thing i going back to PUBG real quick is just a thing that really draws you in because i didn't take to it as quickly as you did i'm just <laughs> starting to now to really be like man yeah, I do suck still, because I can't play enough right now, but it does give... God fucking damn it, that laugh. But you get you get these little moments. Damn it. You get these little moments that you're just like, damn it, that was cool. Like, there was one game where, like, me, you, and our buddy Chris played a while back, where we all dropped into the zone, but there was, like, two random people around us. So while you're in there looting, me and this other guy are in the, like, this open field punching the shit out of each other, trying to kill each other. And I actually won that fight. And, of course, like, I got shot, like, a second later, but it was still just, like, a funny thing that to feel like you can still help a team even if you suck, like, seven dicks at a game while you can distract someone and maybe get a free kill while they're out doing the real heavy work. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, the game, that, that's a really good way to put it. And, and I don't know if, do you still read your, uh, what is it, GameSpot things? 
the magazine. Oh, the Game Informer. It's, Game Informer. It's been a while. I'm sorry. The, the occasional poop read, I'll give it. Exactly. So, so they did a, a a thing about it, and the guy pointed out like that. What makes this game good is moments. Like you get a story out of it. Like I've told you know you and Chris about how many times when I do win the chicken dinners, like there's a crazy story around it, or like this or this happened. And, like, you basically end up playing that game for those moments, not for, like, you know, the whole experience, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, I don't know. I think... Makes no uh, sense to me. Fortnite is one where that's a nice already they're showing, like, ways to expand upon the idea of the the battle. So I hope they keep doing it. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be... <laughs> if you're a YouTuber or you're on YouTube, just expect to see that in your suggested videos or up next because that's like that's the hottest channel right now it's everywhere all right so speaking of current things we always kind of do this every year um let's talk about the new games that are coming out this year to have you or, or we don't have to talk about the ones that have you excited because i know obviously jim and i we can't keep up with all the games but I just wanted to touch on some of the the ones at least I know about or I am a little bit more excited about. So, Jim, I mean, if you want to kind of go through the list, and we'll just kind of each, like, mention about your thoughts about it, if you have any thoughts, because as we've said many times, we can't stay up to date with a lot of the new games. So some of these we might have nothing to say, but go ahead. Yeah. All right, so first up, Red Dead Redemption 2, which... I never played the first Red Dead Redemption, but, I mean, everyone loved it, man. Rockstar doesn't really have any misses these days, so it'll probably be great. Yeah, I love this shit out of Red Dead. i pretty damn far in it. My first experience to it was, surprise, surprise, getting the Undead uh, Red Dead expansion that was a standalone. And then, many years later, I got it, well, downloaded for... 360. So I've played through a lot of it. It's GTA in the Wild West, but it's there's something just arguably it's the best Wild West cowboy game ever. Uh, I'm sure somebody's gonna give me some examples of games that are better, like Sunset Riders or some shit. But honestly, that Gunsmoke. Game, honestly, that goddamn game. <laughs> is it is as good as everyone says it's one that lives up to the hype so i'm really curious i don't know what other than graphically what they're gonna offer that they didn't offer in that first one it hit on everything it hit on gambling you know gunfights wagon fights wagon racing horse racing horse wrangling everything you would think of in a western movie or a western you know story you're gonna you got in the first game so I don't know. We'll see where it goes. All right. All right, next up. um, A Way Out. I know nothing about this. So this kind of pisses me off because I put this list together. I was looking at this game, but I can't for the life of me tell you right now what the fuck it is. I'm trying to think. Wow, very memorable. It it obviously wasn't, and it pissed me off because I wouldn't have put it on this list if I didn't want to talk about it. So we may retouch Jim. Start looking that up as we move on to other ones, so we can. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> um, yeah, Jim, you're my research bitch. So just do it. Ah. <laughs> All right. So while we're doing that, we'll I'll open with the next one, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Now I've mentioned Kingdom Hearts on this podcast a few times. Um, 
I've known a lot of people who love the first game, a good amount that love the second game, but what was always interesting to me is I knew a lot of females who love this game. My One X, this is like her favorite video game, and it, it, it's funny to me because I've never played it. I've seen it, and it's not that I wouldn't play it, but I hear nothing but great things. It might have been one of those games we mentioned in the past I'm like, damn, I never got around to, but everyone tells me how great it is. So... I think it's cool. That's a very kind of unique series, and I hope they keep bringing those out because people seem to really enjoy them. I don't know if you have any experience well, with that series. No, I don't have any. Um, a friend of mine owned it a while back, and he loved the shit out of it. And I mean, it's Final Fantasy meets Disney. It's an awesome concept. Yeah. Again, I've never played it. It's one of those weird series that have had like a thousand like sub games. Like there's been Kingdom Hearts two point one point three and shit like that. Like all these random decimal point expansions of a game. but So it's basically it's Street been, Fighter. Yeah, kind of. Almost a little bit like that, but... <laughs> yeah, um... It's... Three's finally on its way, so... That was kind of almost getting to that level of, like, Half-Life 3, where it's like, where's our third game, so... I don't know if anything can ever reach that. I hope to God they never release it, because it'll never make people happy. No matter what they release, no one will be happy with it. Yeah. Just like we were waiting for how long for Left 4 Dead 3? I'm still waiting for that. Yeah, I would love it, but we ain't gonna get it. Yeah, probably not. It's Valve. They make too much money putting shitty games on Steam, so they don't have to make new games anymore. Jim, you're like the Jim, because Jim, because whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Jim, Jim Sterling, Jimquisition. Yep. <laughs> He's like your. I'm a fan of his. Damn it. Yeah, well, we are both fat and awkward, so. <laughs> um, Alright, next one is a game I'm actually super excited for, and this might be one of my, like, three games I'm willing to buy new this year, and that is God of War. Uh, we've talked about God of War on this channel for many reasons, a lot <laughs> revolving gym. <Ooh. laughs> but this one, <laughs> I I, they're very smart, and I was actually surprised. So, for you, those of you who don't know, I'm not. I'm assuming everyone knows God of War, but for those of you who don't know about the new game, um, Kratos is now in some Nordic, you know, northern European land, and he's traveling with his son. And it's basically like the same game, but now you're dealing with Norse, Norse mythology and Nor Norse gods. When I first saw this, at first I just thought they were going with a new character and going to do the concept. The fact that it is Kratos. And that actually kind of worries me because I'm like, well, he's still like a god, so is it going to be that difficult for him? Granted, he doesn't have his weapons from the original series. He has this new axe, and I can't remember the name of it, but similar to the other series, that's your main weapon. I'm sure you pick up other shit, but you have like a telekinetic link with it. So think of it like Molnir for Thor. Um... I love Norse myth. I love all mythology, but I definitely like Norse mythology. Um, the game looks amazing, like all modern games do. So I definitely will get it, and I hope it stands up as good as the other games in the series. Probably would you say it could have been the Legendary Axe Three, but they just needed the game to put with it. Um, so no, would it. I would never say that. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'm kind of done. I, I mean, during the PS2 era, like hack and slash games like that, were they were my genre. Like I played Onimusha and Devil May Cry and God of War to death, 
And unfortunately, right now, I'm kind of burnt out on them. So, yeah, I don't really care about a new God of War. That's just plus, me, though. Plus, you don't have a PS4, so you can't. Plus, I don't have a PS4, correct. I mean, you might want to throw that little factoid in there. <laughs> That's also true. I don't have a PS4, and I don't really need excuses for, you know, hiding masturbation anymore either. So, honestly, why do I really need God of War at this point? God damn it. <laughs> All right. Did you find out anything about Way Out? Yeah, it's um, a co-op game where you're trying um, to break yeah. out of prison. Yes, so this is another one I feel a game should have learned by now. Uh, it You can only play co-op with this game. Now, how many games nowadays have tried this, like, multiplayer only or, like, online only? I don't get why they keep trying this. It's actually a cool concept for a game, and I do like concept, but... Once again, I'm not loving the fact that you gotta be co-op. And if I read it correctly, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Jim, even when you're playing with someone online, it's split-screen. Like, all the time. Really? Oh, I didn't... I clicked out of it already. God damn it, Jim. Stop clashing. <laughs> I'm not clashing. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Keep that's it on the chat. I think that's another gimmick of the game. And, you know... Uh, guess that's trying to be stylistic and cool i don't know if that's gonna work but that's a game like you know jim and i like playing um army of two that was a cool army two of two game. the first one was great but guess yeah. what you didn't have to play two player so i hope they have a mode that's maybe not truly two player if you want to play by yourself and go through it but i like that idea and it's actually one i'm shocked you don't see more of like breaking out of prison how many movies and shows are about that shit so yeah uh the next one i already know you and you know nothing about so i'll just talk about it metro exodus uh i know of the metro series i yeah, never played it though first person horror series i don't need to tell you guys post-apocalyptic world in russia and there's mutant more like, survival based too yeah so, just a continuation of that. That's another one. I'm just glad there's a horror genre or a horror series that's continu continuing on. Um, I always liked the games. I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't say loved, but they have enough of a following to keep going, so good for them. Uh, yeah, they um, were that, like, surprise hit of the last generation. Yeah, exactly. Um, next game, this is my second game of the probably three games I'll get this year, but Far Cry 5. Um, I've played Far Cry 3 and Far Cry Primal. I think I just downloaded Far Cry 4, but I said from the time I played Far Cry 3, even though I had read plenty of, of the, you know, reviews on it, calling it the Skyrim with guns... I never took to it too much until I actually sat down and spent a few hours. I love the shit out of the game. Has had some of the craziest, car you know, villains in the game. Had a lot of interesting gameplay mechanics for a first-person shooter, and really more of an RPG. But Primal was awesome. Five is just a return to guns, but it's set in America, which makes it unique because everywhere else is always an exotic location. And now you can, like, have a dog go retrieve guns from people. So, it's a game that I already can guarantee you probably win FPS of the year or RPG of the year. It'll probably be great. So, 
definitely gonna get that. Yeah, people love the shit out of their Far Cry games, so that would be one that I I'd pick that up for cheap and play it. That's probably not a must buy for me, but that's one I like to get to eventually. Yeah, that's a series I think one that <laughs> that series is a perfect one. Like, do you ever start playing a series? And you're like, you're actually mad you didn't start it earlier in your life. You're like, God damn it! Like, this is too good. Yeah, I can't for the life of me remember the last time that happened, but I have had that happen before. Yeah. But, yeah. So, the next game is going to be just like that Way Out Anthem. I don't remember what the hell the game is about. But I put it on there for yeah, a Yeah, one I never heard of. So, uh, Jim, I'll look it up. do your research. Next one, don't have to say much about it. I think Jim and I are in unison. This is going to be one of the flagship good PS4 games. It's the new Spider-Man. It looks like a return to the Spider-Man style that made those games so much fun. Going around New York, but now it's all high def. Um, looks like a great Spider-Man game. Um, I'll probably wait till it's cheap or I see some decent reviews for it. Because at this point, there's so many Spider-Man games out there that use the same formula. I want something a little more out of it than just what we've seen before. If I'm going to be willing to buy it. Let's see here. And, oh yeah, Spider-Man games are always, like, for the most part, they're at least solid. So, yeah, I'll wait and see what people say about it. And if it's good, I'll pick it up. I need an open world game for this generation. So, uh, Anthem. Shared world action RPG. You and your friends are freelancers, the bold few with the courage to leave civilization behind, explore a landscape of primeval beauty, and confront the dangers you find. Yeah, that's going to be... I think that's the people... Keep that article open, because I think that's the people... It's Bioware. Yeah, so... My, they did Mass Effect, for those who don't know. That's yeah, they're going to be... That's like kind of taking... Take the idea of Destiny, Mass Effect... They're kind of doing that open world style again, so that'll probably be the big open world game of the year, at least talked about, kind of like um, Horizon Dawn. Uh, sea of Th- Sea of Thieves. Uh, not much to say about this. It's you're, you're on a pirate ship, and you're, you I I didn't read much about. It. I know like you just go around, you can sail the world and loot shit. It's a game that's getting a bunch of really interesting hype, and I think uh, this is going to be the big bust of the year. I think, like, similar to... Um, oh my god, why am I drawing a goddamn blank? What was that really big bust game? The game I have for goddamn PS4. The space exploration one. Oh, whoa, no whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know there why I couldn't think about that. But, um, yeah, like, that game, it seemed to be so much greater... It just was a bust. Not that it's not fun, not that like some people don't enjoy it, but I think that's going to be the bust of this year. So that's my that's my bust prediction. <laughs> you know what? Like, There seems to be like almost every year like a pirate game that tries to come out and give you that open-world pirate experience, and they all seem to fall on their face. So yeah. I hope this lives up to it, but it's there's not a good track record right now, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, actually, that that would be a good topic we'll have to talk about in the future. Is like, what probably is the best pirate game? Ooh, but, God. But we'll, we'll save that for a future one. We'll have and to think the, about that, yeah. And then the last one, there's a series I know nothing about. I'm pretty sure you don't either. But it's obviously going to be a big game, which is the Monster Hunter World. It's a game that... 
all the Monster Hunters I really want to play, I just never got around, and this is another one. Same Looks here. Looks great. I'm sure it is great. I'm pissed off I haven't had a chance to play, but it's going to be a, another huge game. i probably say between that and Anthem is going to be your argument for best open world. Maybe that'll like yeah, be the best action game. And Monster Hunter has always had, like, they have such a fanatical fan base. It's and huge. for those who don't know, it's basically like you're going around trying to slay all these giant monsters. It's a Would you say you know, you're action RPG monsters? kind of game. <laughs> In a world? Yeah. In a world. Damn it. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just, that's a series that's always, like, if you ask the fans of it, they've almost universally say it's never had a miss, really, so... Yeah, I'm sure that'll be a great one. And that's an, that's one series that I've always wanted to play, but I never got around to. So, hey, well, is what it is on that front. Else to say that I just said. <laughs> well, I just had to agree with what you said there. So, yeah, so th those are... Obviously, we're not saying those are the only big games, but those are ones... Uh, the only one I actually left off, because I feel like it would be too obvious, but I'll, fuck it, I'll just th go ahead and throw it on there, because I think we talked about last year, is that Days Gone, I think that's what it's called. That's that zombie game that looks like there's going to be a gazillion. It actually looks like Pub ah, Flush PUBG. That'll look good. So I'll play it. Jim won't, and Jim will waste his time playing like something stupid. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, so... It's going to be an interesting year for games. Not Nothing on that list stands out as, like, other than Red Dead 2 is the big, like, holy shit, like, God of War. I'm going to wait and see how good it does. I'll still get it, but I can't guarantee it's going to be amazing. All the other ones, yeah, there's nothing that's super standout-ish this year. At least I know of. Yeah, at least, at least nothing really yet. Um, is Metroid Prime 4 coming out this year? I'm sure people will jizz all over that. Well, maybe that's a couple years out. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I never liked Metroid Prime, so... Nope. Yeah. Uh, sure, maybe. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't I actually don't know of it. I haven't heard. Like, this past year was obviously Nintendo-heavy. I don't know of really anything that's going to compete Nintendo-wise, unless that comes out. Yeah, I mean, we'll just get a shitload of Wii U releases in the meantime, so... I'm sure they'll drop a few big ones. Yeah. All right. And which, just to quickly touch on that, like the Wii U mm -hmm. re-releases, I have no problem with because no one bought a fucking Wii U. So if it yeah, gives people some games to play, wait they... much later. <clears throat> I wonder who could that be, Brian? <laughs> but yeah, so the people who are like freaking out and being like, "Oh, fucking lazy Nintendo." No one bought the Wii U, so let people play the games they never got a chance to before. It's no different than what people, what the Xbox and PS4 did when they first came out. So, yeah. you know what? Let the re-releases come out. Who gives a shit? But, Jim, you have to agree with the public. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> and to quote Stone Cold, that's all I got to say about that. Um, damn it, Jim. All right, so going back to... <laughs> that was to, a slow burn for you there. So, so going back to an old uh, bit, as Jim likes to call them, uh, going with which is better, uh, I thought about this one, and I don't know. I'm not, it's not necessarily controversial. I think it's just very, very opinion-based, but uh, platformers. What, what do you think they're better on? 
a 2D scale or a 3D scale? Now, obviously 2D, I think, no, needs no introduction. Just basically think half the library for the NES and a good decent for Super NES and Sega Genesis. And 3D, I guess, probably best example would be the N64? Maybe? I, I would assume. They had a lot. Um, Don't quite hold up as well, but yeah. I'm sure 2D, obviously, I'll say right off the bat, 2D there is a lot more. So we're not talking quantity. I'm saying from a standpoint of when you've actually played, which ones do you like better? So I'll, I'll let you go first with this one, Jim. I think this is a genre that always worked better in 2D. And if I had to give one specific reason why, it's because of the camera. Like, some games have a perfectly fine camera in 3D platformers, but there's always going to be weird kind of problems with depth perception and everything like that. 2D, it's just so much easier to make a more precise kind of controlling and playing games, so I, I gotta go 2D. Not to say there aren't 3D platformers that I like, because there's a lot of them, but yeah, I mean, it's a genre that's just always been better on 2D. It's the same reason you don't have a lot of, like, 3D shmup games, because it just works better on a 2D plane. Even if you put 3D, gra or if it's 2.5D, even that's fine. As long as it's on a 2D plane, that's when it works the best. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty unanimous. I mean, I definitely agree with Jim. 2D is better. Um, you know what it is, though? I do think you get... The only thing I'll say for 3D, the ones that do do it right, and there's not... And honestly, I think... <laughs> do-do! Thank you, Jim. I, I There's probably not a ton that do it great, but the ones that do, when, when you are able to mm -hmm. execute like a crazy jump or something, I feel like... No 2D game will equal your sense of accomplishment of getting a platform correct like a 3D one, especially, like you said, because of the camera problems or this or that. Uh, I So, 2D for me definitely wins. It always feels better. But there is something to be said about 3D. I think if they're done right, um, you definitely can't just have a straight 2D, 3D platformer, I feel like, these days. The N64 is probably your best system for that that was willing to really use that in a lot of games but nowadays i feel like yeah you just don't really see it anymore so yeah i mean I'm like ju you just had mario odyssey and you'll still have the tomb raiders and the uncharted of the world so it's still yeah. around but it's just not as prevalent it, like you don't have to collect the thons anymore like in the old rare days and ukulele basically bombed so you know you have to keep it modern without but you still have to, like, make it work. Yeah. It's kind of weird. There's a fine balance there. Like, you can't just bank on nostalgia anymore, basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Snarkast had a good point. Like, if you want to see what happens with 3D platformers, look what happened to poor Sonic. Yeah, Sonic was always a stupid... I mean, you base an idea on a guy that moves really fast. There's no way a 3D camera can do it justice for what you expect from a Sonic game. So even no matter how you try to make it look fast and how it was going to work, that was set to fail. Like, that, that was just a really well, terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, if you make it overly fast, then the games play themselves, which is my problem with 3D <clears throat> Sonic games. And if you make it slow, then people are going to complain about that, and then you still have the weird control and the homing attack. Uh, yeah, it's a mess for poor Sonic. Yeah. Even the, even the good 3D Sonic games aren't that great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I'm more... I, I wanted to throw this out there. I had a feeling me and you would agree. 
I want to see if anyone out there disagrees on some legit reasons. Like, you know, and try not to use, like, if your favorite game in the world is Mario 64. We're not saying, like, what is your favorite. But, like, you know, take the genre as a whole. Which is better, 2D or 3D? So, love to see some comments on that guy. Yeah, I want to see some hardcore, like, 3D platforming defenders. So, that would be pretty cool to see. Good luck, but... <laughs> Next one. Uh, overrated, underrated. Another one of our bits. And, uh, yeah, I figured why not just throw this on there. The original, not the series, the original Super Mario Brothers game for the NES. Um, is it overrated or underrated? What's your thoughts? Ah, goddammit. <laughs> Alright, well, since, since I can't say it's, you know, perfectly rated as is, I, I won't bitch out like that. You mean like you do all the other times? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? Fucking... <laughs> I guess I'll play Devil's Advocate right here. And I'll say... Nah, I can't say it's fucking underrated. I guess I have to technically say it's overrated because it's the most important platformer, arguably, in history. But at the end of the day, it's a very simple game. God damn it, it is such a good, almost perfect game, though. Fuck! Would you like me to go first? Yeah, you <laughs> go first. I'm so torn. Alright, so I thought about this, and I'm almost always the one that says things are overrated, but honestly, I would say underrated. No one ever will deny the historical the this historical significance of the game, but that is exactly why I'm saying it's underrated, because when you think Super Mario Brothers, the game is almost it's almost overshadowed by what it's meant to gaming versus the game itself. And every time I play it, and it's not even so much for nostalgia, the music, the way you play, this the controls, the, it just it legit is a game that brings a straight up just stupid smile to my face. And that anyone can pick it up, whether you're in gaming or not, and you could legit have a good time with it. There, there's something to that. Like a perfect example of a game that can't do the same, I would say, is the original Legend of Zelda. That's a game that everyone knows. Everyone will not argue that it's historically important. It's huge. It's a great game. Da da da. But not everyone can pick that up and have a great time with it. Like Super Mario Brothers is a game that anyone can do. Music's great. Control. At least I can't stop reiterating that. So I think the actual core game itself uh, gets kind of lost in the idea that in its own shadow of its legacy. So I'm going underrated for that reason. Yeah, you know what? I'll sometimes like to be devil's advocate, but I can't say it's overrated. You never so. like to. I'll you go underrated you're as well. Fence, you're always a fence rider. Who are you kidding? Well, I can't But, yeah, I mean, I'll say it's underrated just because if you talk about the classic Mario games, everyone will just say the perfect ones are three in world. But, I mean, one really stands on its own. Like, think about the time it came out. Think about just how still perfectly it plays. Like, you can't find a fault with it. Can you play, beat it really quickly? Sure, but so can any other game from 1983 or 4. Like, it's just... I don't know, it just... It's it's Super Mario Brothers. Like, you can't say it's overrated. So, yeah, I'll go with underrated. To your point, that's the other thing. That's kind of the point, one of the reasons why I brought it up. Like, when you say Super Mario, 
everyone knows the first game, and even if when you say Super Mario Brothers music or Super Mario music, you know you think of that first stage ultimately. But right, every it's it can get overshadowed by three. Oh, that's the perfect. That is the best NES game. Like I think I've never oh, it does seen get a overshadowed list where, by it. where that's not. So I feel like because of that too, that adds to my reasoning of why it, the original game is underrated because it's like. Hey, don't forget, this game was pretty goddamn good, too. I do think there are a lot of Mario games that are overrated, and we can get to them later, but I think the first one is underrated. So, I don't care what yeah, you I'm say, fine Jim, with that. goddamn commie. Yeah, yeah, damn commie, Jim. <laughs> Fucking cuck. Um, all right, and then you just added a topic, so I'm going to let you go ahead and explain it. Yeah, so here's another one for witches in our Witches Better series. What do you think's better for a game to be? A game that sells really well or a game that's really critically acclaimed? Not to say that the two can't be one of the same, but there's a lot of times where, say, every year you have the Call of Duties that will sell, but critics just go, oh, it's new to Call of Duty. Or you have a game like, ah, oh, fuck, what's, there's all the... Like visual novel games, or oh, I can't like remember the name right now. That, who was that goddamn indie developer? So remember the Fez game. During his time, there was a game that was released. That was around the time of Fez. I think it was the same game that kind of helped set up Terraria, like that style of game. Okay. Fuck, man, I I can't remember, but yeah, I I get what you're saying. A game that. The critics like couldn't get enough of it, but basically a cult game, but just still didn't sell. Or you know it's well. you know it's a good example of that, like uh, Beyond Good and Evil. That's a game that's considered like a gem of the generation it came out and critically acclaimed across the board, and it didn't sell worth a shit. Hmm. So, what do you think is more important for a game to be? I don't. Man, that's that's really tough. I don't know what's more important. What I... Damn. Obviously, let's get this out of the way. The ones that do both are obviously going to be doing both because they're great. Like I think when any of the... Mario Odyssey, you know, Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, Fallouts, they were both critically and sold like fucking hotcakes. So there's nothing to really talk about there. Your example right. of, like, you know, like Call of Duty's... Uh, they still critically get pretty well, but I think what you're trying to say, do you mean to say maybe games that, oh man, it's tough how you put that, because like Call of Duty is going to say. Yeah, I'm not, I don't mean like, I don't mean like, like alright, I guess I should specify it a little more. A game that like does okay review-wise and sells a billion copies, or a game that review-wise is like considered one of the best gems of all time, but no one buys it. Okay, so my opinion with that is, uh, I'm a bit of a, not trying to get anything political here, but I think the market should help determine the value of something. And if something is being bought multiple times over, I would hope that would indicate that that truly is a great game for a reason. Now, when you talk about games, you know, it, people aren't going to like to hear that because yeah, Madden, Call of Duty, all these AAA developers that can't keep spitting out the same thing, but uh, more people kind of want that because not everyone wants to spend 100 hours in a game that might be critically amazing, but it's not suitable for everyone. So, 
you know, if the point of gaming is entertainment and to spread it out and enjoy with multiple people, probably the ones that sell better, it's a little more important than the ones that critical. I think if you're a true hardcore gamer and the gameplay experience is what you cherish the most and you get like something more out of it than just a quick hour of entertainment a day or a week, then go with your critically acclaimed and don't worry about, you know, getting those numbers. Um, so it's really going to come down to what kind of player are you. And you know what, when I think I made this topic, this because I thought of this like a month ago, it was some Twitter discussion. But I guess it was what do you consider to be like what like if you say this game is a better game than this like yeah. say someone out there said Firewatch is a better game than Madden 12. Mm -hmm. Is it oh, a better game because it's more <laughs> critical darling or is it Madden better because it sold more? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, you can do the same thing with movies, music. You can say, well, this is great example. Fucking wrestling. Is Hulk Hogan a better wrestler than AJ Styles? Because Hulk Hogan drew all the money, but AJ Styles can do everything in the ring. Uh, I think the best way, better in any sense of the word, can always be objective. So saying a game is better, like I, I always f mess with you and say, Jim, what's better, Skyrim or uh, Portal? And like you always get mad at me because you can't, you really can't compare to games because they are so drastically different but yes of course right. you get a lot a lot more out of skyrim and you can't argue that yes skyrim is more this and that doesn't take away the fun that someone might have from portal but it's sometimes it's, it's just not fair you can just do your personal opinion what i think the better argument is when you say hulk hogan or aj styles like who's more iconic who's going to be remembered you know aj styles for anyone that loves him even if he is having a great career right now in 50 years, Hulk Hogan will still be a known thing. AJ Styles probably won't be. Just like I can't tell you any of the like random popular heavyweight champs from the you know past 2005 till like now-ish, except for some of the major ones like Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. I'm sure there's a million other random guys that were hot at the time, but there's a difference between being iconic and historically important and just being good at something. So. It's a matter of what do you want to be. Uh, it's also it'd be weird to try and say something like AJ Styles or Hulk Hogan because during Hulk Hogan's time, people look at him now and say, "Oh, he didn't really do much in the ring." Yeah, none of those guys did. They did body slams. Actually, what he called? Real quick, a better example Snark has brought up. If you were to say for today's wrestling, Cena or AJ Styles. I mean, once again, it's a matter of importance or performance. I, if you want to sit there and compare the moves a person does and their repertoire and this and that, and of course people are going to go, AJ, but guess what? Uh, Cena's always going to put more asses in the seats and is the reason why AJ is even able to be there. So you, you got to kind of take in historical context of things. Um, yep. So saying better is always, that's where it's a tricky thing. Better just means who you personally like to watch better. Some people might actually hate to watch John Cena. Some people might love him, but you can't deny he's another one that will, his name will never be forgotten, you know? All right, so, so to hone it in, so say yeah. you're having a stupid internet argument, because that's where it all comes from, really. Yeah. Stupid internet arguments, and someone says, which is better? What are you going to say is better? Sales or acclaim?
gonna let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. But yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna be the guy. I'll, I'll say I'm a money mark, and I'm gonna say the game that sells more because the true value of like you know success for a game is people going out and playing it. So. I, I know marketing, I know, you know, the system it comes out on. There's so many factors that comes into the reach of a game and the chances that it has to truly succeed. But at the end of the day, if this is the game that people want to play, you could objectively say it's probably the better one. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? That's pretty much what I said at the beginning, so I'm going to stick with it. I definitely believe that if the market didn't purchase it, now, people can always say, well, market's stupid, it's full of, you know, idiot, whatever, who don't care about true gaming. Well, once again, gaming, some people like to pull in the niche of, you know, a gaming should be defined as this. Everyone wants to define it differently, so I will say, a game that makes more money is more important than critically acclaimed, because if it is, like, like Skyrim, critically acclaimed, the best game of the year for many years, and it's sold like crazy, so... If a game truly is that good, then everyone will know about it and should know about it for a good reason. And it can break those boundaries. Yep. So, yeah. I, I'm very curious. I want to see people's opinion of that. But uh, that <laughs> kind of going back to adding in our topic, going a little bit off, but Jim and I have said many times when we review our games on here, the reason why we have our criteria the way we do is it's so easy to just play a game like you know, any game Jim owns for his Turbo Graphics, he'll probably say is a ten automatically off his gut, and I'm being exaggerating. Uh, eleven. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but the only thing to keep a score honest is if you really rate everything against the same criteria. So when we do our graphics, sound, control, yada yada, you go down the list, you can really say, okay, this is what it is. We give our gut check. Here's our feel for our overall score, but then the end. It's weighed out differently the way we did our formula because it is actually more than just a common average. And we got a comment on one of our recent videos that says, you guys sound like you contradict yourself because you gave this game a 6.5, yet you called it a great game. And, you know, you got to understand that can still be a great game. Just the way we score things doesn't necessarily always mean it's you're never going to see a perfect 10 from us. Um, but you're going to see pretty damn high scores, and if you understand the criteria and the way we're doing it, you'll understand that, yeah, a common, you know, we're not IGN who's going to give every new AAA game a 10 or, you know, whatever. We're going to give the most honest, realistic score based on the way we score things. So I think it's just important to understand your audience and the way you want things done, and that's kind of the reason we started the site to begin with. Yeah, basically. I mean, even at times with our grading our scoring gradients it can be a little rough to kind of stay consistent i guess is the word but yeah hey, i mean we stick to our guns with our numbers hey 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 you are the most inconsistent hey. some bitch with that stuff hey. i'm gonna give this sound a 10 jim it sounds like shit but that one stage looked good i'm like jim you gave a game that has amazing sound an eight. Oh, okay <laughs> no 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 yeah, I'm the All one right. that has to rank Jim's scores in. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the reason we haven't had a nine yet. <laughs> but yeah, so I, close. Mean, I, I I do like that which is better, though. And it is a common argument because, you know, me and you are pretty sta starch. 
I don't even know if defender is the right word, but we're so reasonable about, you know, the Call of Duty series that it's so easy for people to shit on it, but as we've said before, if you actually play it, it is a good game. Take away the, the, the you know, the people who do play it, the 12-year-olds who said they slept with your mom, and... And the series it, fatigue and all that, yeah. Yeah, like, it's a good game. Like, you can say what you want about it, but the core mechanics of it are good, so... People don't like hearing that, though. They just want to go with a gut feeling and say something sucks because everyone else likes it. Right, exactly. Which yeah. I've never, ever been guilty of. Ever. Oh, that's all you're guilty of. Sucks. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so... <laughs> like, like, the way, like the way I don't like Uncharted. <laughs> oh, you just don't yeah. like uh, I don't know, there's too much cinematics. Uh... Oh, I just this, don't like the gunplay. Oh, oh, but Lemmings is a great game because you move little things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Uncharted, that game's shit. Oh, but Lemmings, bride, you bride, get to please. move something down a tube. Oh, oh. Lemmings, definitely <laughs> better than Uncharted. I mean, we can all agree on this here. I can't wait to tweet that out and be unequivocally be right. Oh, well, in, the, in your groups, you're going to be right. But in most people, they're going to be like, what the fuck is Lemmings? No, even in my groups, they're going to be like, this. shut up. Goddamn Krusty's Funhouse. <laughs> hey, it's a good game. Oh, it's a mouse. you got to move the mice. It's so much fun. <laughs> doop, 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 doop. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, that, like I said, I, I, do like, I do like that as a topic in general. So, All right. Anything else before we get going? Nah, that's it, and it's getting cold in my Anything house, and my heat, the- my blower won't turn off, so probably time to wrap it up. Okay. Well, guys, obviously, thank you for listening, for watching, whatever way you're checking this out. We really appreciate it. If you do have questions or th- you have topics you want Jim and I to talk about, you can email us, you can send us comments on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Instagram, Facebook. We'll get back to you one way or another, so please send it to us. All the links are below in YouTube and we're on our site. So with that, thank you guys. And as always, cheers. Cheers guys.